Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Coming up in this edition of TV Black Box, streaming content quotas under the microscope as 26,000 workers demand changes to legislation. As Millionaire Hot Seat comes to an end, a prediction the show will be back sooner rather than later. And it's our last show for the year, so we'll look back at 2023 and what a year it's been for the TV industry. Welcome to the podcast where people in the industry get their news. This is TV Black Box. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is TV Black Box, bringing you the inside goss from the TV industry. Hello there, I'm Rob McKnight. Welcome to the final edition of TV Black Box for 2023. Yes, can you hear that? It's a collective sigh of executives (laughs) around the country all going, thank God for that. Tonight, the team is all here, beginning with David Robbo Robinson. Hello, Robbo. Hello, Rob. Great to be back with everyone. Can I just say really quickly, I don't care for Santas who have real beards. If if you're going to be a Santa... Um, have a fake beard, not a real beard. It really shits me at this time of the year. But other than that, Merry Controversial Christmas. views off the bat, Robbo. Yeah. I just wanted to let you know. Well, send us your thoughts on the back of a postcard to TV Black Box, uh, care of Post Office Box 666 in your oh, capital city. Oh wow. <laughs> the post box of the devil. Well, I did that because oh, most people think we're the devil. Uh, uh, Abby Mickelson yes. is here. <laughs> Hello, Abby. Hi, Rob. Hi, everyone. Um, I would like to acknowledge the, the traditional owners of the land that I'm recording on tonight, which is the Daramurugal people, um, and pay my respects to their elders past and present. Moki, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks, Rob. I acknowledge the uh, land that I'm on the land of the Dark and Jung mob, and, and I pay my respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. And look, can you smell that? It's Christmas. Oh, no. Oh. Please don't do that again. I can yeah, smell no. it on Zoom. Oh, it's too much. It's very Jeepers. rich. <laughs> I think he was anyway. going somewhere with it, Robbo. Let, oh, let, shit, let, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, so you can smell what? What can you smell, buddy? Yeah, we, what can we toast. smell, Mal? Christmas smell Christmas. That's all. <laughs> I like Christmas. All right, I think guys. our joke was funnier. All right, <laughs> let's get into it. Wasn't a, a joke? <laughs> Oh, my God. Let's get into it because a lot is happening right now in terms of legislation and the media industry. Now, we've talked about the prominence issue previously on the podcast and content quotas for streamers, all of which is currently before Communications Minister Michelle Rowland. In regards to the streaming quotas, 26,000 workers represented by various organisations are calling for the following. A minimum 20% of revenue investment obligation by the streaming services, investment to support First Nation storytellers and also support diversity, a strong definition of Australian content, i.e. not just having having foreign production shot in Australia, 
Minimum levels of investment by streamers in scripted drama, documentary and kids' content should be legislated as part of their investment obligation. The investment obligation must focus on new commissions and not acquisitions. The Australian screen industry should retain its independent character that currently ensures the diversity of screen stories and supports our unique character and creativity. Mark, what are your thoughts on these demands? Oh, I've got plenty, Rob. The first one is that the, each of the, the unions and, and representative agencies that are undersigned on that, that, those demands are doing exactly what they should be. They are standing yeah, up for and, their... And just for clarity, yes. we're talking Screen Producers Australia, Media, Entertainment and Arts yep. Alliance, Australia's Writers Guild, Australian Directors Guild, All the Cinematographer Society, Location Managers Guild, Guild of Screen Composers, Location Screen Sound Guild and Screen Guild. Editors. There's all sorts of guilds. They all get together and they dress up and, and cosplay yeah, things. Yeah, Location Managers. That's a surprise. Um, anyway. They're doing yeah, exactly, exactly what they should be doing for their members and advocating for more work in Australia by Australian crews, by Australian creatives, blah, blah, blah. Excellent. Um, just to clarify for my benefit, Rob, these are uh, requests, demands being made for the streaming services well, only, isn't it? Well, you say that, Malkin. Funnily enough, I thought you might. I'm just asking. They also, <laughs> they also said in this release, anything less than this will be rejected by the Australian screen industry, represented by the signatories below, and should be rejected by the Australian Parliament. So that is not a request... That is a demand. Okay, no, but that actually wasn't my question. These demands <laughs> are of only the, the, the parliament to legislate for the streaming services, isn't it? It's not about anything to do with yeah. the free-to-air networks, which actually don't meet those requirements now. Um, my understanding is because the proposed legislation coming is all about the streaming services. Sure. So... I, I will happily be corrected, but my understanding this is about uh, streamers. Sure. Now, it's also worth noting, Mulk, that we've talked about this before, and the TV networks are against streaming companies like Netflix and Amazon Prime Video having a content requirement, uh, an Australian content requirement, especially at 20%, they because they say... With a finite pool of talent, like producers, editors, location managers, all that kind of stuff, they're saying because these companies will be producing more content, prices will go up to use the local industry, and that will make it harder for the free-to-air networks to actually make products. So That's a smokescreen. Fascinating. That's a smokescreen by the free-to-air television industry, because honestly, if there's that much demand, then opportunities will grow for more people to take on those roles, and while those with experience, their prices might go up, sure, there will be new people entering the industry or growing into new opportunities that won't have contract rates as high, uh, and it will give them an opportunity to do stuff. Mind you, it's not like uh, we have a 100% employment rate in the industry now. There are lots of people looking for and waiting for their next gig uh, in the industry right now that are looking at this going, I'd love to be working. And to my point before, if the free-to-air, particularly free-to-air commercial networks, were held to this same standard, they'd all be working. Yeah, but they are still held to content quotas. No, they're not. There's... No, they're not. Not 20% of their revenue, like they're suggesting for the streamers. That's no, a huge tele... number. No, for television, it's based on the number of hours. But they're not, even, they're, 20... they're not even set a quota for that right now, Rob. It was relaxed through COVID and hasn't been reinstated. 
I'm going to have to take your word for that. I thought the content quotas, it, while it doesn't apply for kids' TV, well, I yeah, acknowledge. Well, that's a whole other problem, right? And then they're ex- expecting there should be kids' TV and the streaming stuff, but not for free-to-air television. That's what I mean. There's this dis- disparate... Yeah, but that's the point. The free-to-airs aren't pushing for that from the content from the streamers. They're not pushing for content quotas from the streamers. No, no, but the, the, the free-to-air television networks aren't signatories to these demands. No, that's right. And what I'm saying is they've just focused this on the streamers when this should be equally applied to the free-to-air networks if it gets legislated, or whatever gets legislated for the streamers should be legislated for the free-to-air commercial networks in the same way. I think that's very difficult when you consider that the free-to-air networks are really struggling at the moment, There's a, especially the commercial networks. There's an advertising downturn, and, you know, we're having arguments about prominence because... and and. To quickly recap, that is the streaming, the apps for the free-to-air networks mm. being first on any new smart TV. But they're having those arguments because they're trying to survive. Robbo, what did you want to say? I don't think it should be the same. I think that if you are a, uh, a multinational massive streamer, um, if you want to take the money from us, then you put the money back into us. I'm a big believer of this. I've said this on the program many times. Yeah. Um, I want to see Australian stories, um, especially by streamers who, I mean, Amazon, uh, which we're going to talk about shortly, um, they made $12 billion in the quarter just from their advertising from their e-commerce business. I mean, surely we know that none of that money goes to the workers, but that's another story. Uh, you can listen to that on my um, my Labor Party podcast. It's time. Um, but in regards to this, if you want to be in here and you want to take out money, you, sh- you need to tell our stories. I don't think the same rule should be applied to free-to-wear as to the streamers. It's not the same kind of money. Agreed. Okay. Well, will the Melbourne Cup be shown on free-to-wear TV next year? That's the big question with 7 and 10 pulling out of the race. Now, according to the Australian, Tabcourt and the BRC have now agreed to a six-year contract, including sponsorship and other wagering rights that could be worth more than $100 million to the BRC. But... And here's the big but. The final the finalization of this deal remains dependent on the confirmation of a free-to-air broadcast deal with Channel 9 from 2024 onwards. The new deal is expected to see 9 pay as little as $5 million per year for the rights, with the VRC and Tabcorp producing the racing coverage in a move that will likely see an increased focus on horses rather than the marquees and fashions. Now, TV Blackbox reported in late June that 10 rejected a proposal that would have seen Tabcorp receive a 50% share of all wagering advertisements during the four-day carnival from any potential free-to-air partner. It's unclear whether Nine will accept similar conditions for the race that used to stop the nation. Robbo. Once upon a time, every network was clamouring for the Melbourne Cup. This doesn't seem like an overly good deal for the commercial networks. If they can't decide the content, they have to share revenue and Channel 7's racing coverage of the Sydney event is actually outrating Derby Day and all the Melbourne Cup related events. Yeah, which is which is something that Tabcorp wanted to wanted them to stop. So they yes. said, if you want to do it, um, they wanted get, seven. Well, to, yes, absolutely. Yeah, get rid of your New South Wales racing, and seven. Uh, you know, as a commercial entity, said, well, no, it rates more than than the than the Melbourne Cup. Um, it's it's not good. It's not a good deal. And I think that everyone got excited uh, that Tabcorp came along. We're going to do this, 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 and this. Then came the realisation that gambling and gambling advertising is probably not great for the country uh, and not great for everything. So that's why we're seeing in all ads now at the end, uh, we're seeing everyone happy and laughing and I won. 
uh, you know, and then there's this, you know, black black screen with the white text. Uh, you know, be careful. That's the way. That's the gambling industry's way of saying, "Oh no, we understand that it's probably not great." So let, let no, us that's the this. government putting that disclaimer on. No, no, the I, end I, no, of it. no, no. But, there, but there's been no legislation passed, though. This is this has come out of um, the government saying, "Well, we're not too sure about this. We're not legislating yet. What can you do?" Their their answer was to to do this. You know, this one oh, second okay. kind of message at the end, saying that you know you got to be careful and all that kind of thing. It, it's it's quite blatant as opposed to what we've been used so to. So they're in the past, trying to is, fend off. Actual legislation Correct. by putting Correct. this on the end. Look okay. what we're doing, as opposed to what was at the bottom of the screen. You know, gamble yep. responsible. You know, that kind of thing. Um, it, it's not a good deal. It's not a great time for Tab Corp either to go. Hey, we're going to bring the race that, as you said, used to stop the nation um, to you, um, but we're also a gambling company. It's it's not a good deal. And also, um, as you know, Rob, you know, we don't let the sponsors dictate what the content is. That's not the way this works. No. You know, we you you bring the money. Uh, we'll tell you what content we can provide for that money. Uh, and that's the way it should work. No doubt uh, networks are going, well, we'd like to decide what we broadcast. Um, so I think it, it comes from an arrogance, maybe from the gambling industry or maybe from Tadcorp to go, well, we'll decide what, you know, and, and you just accept yeah. it. No, no, that doesn't, that's not the way it works. Abby, I can't imagine you're a big horse racing fan. <laughs> no, uh, shakara. <laughs> you've probably got this woke idea about them being hit and, you know, oh, being yeah. forced to run around a course mm. and all they this kind of stuff. They, they love it. They're having a great um, time. The past eight <laughs> Melbourne Cups, there's been six horses put down. Can't imagine yeah, why we'd be for But it. they're having a great time, Mock. Um, but hold on, hold on. Were they winners or were they losers? Because we don't well, shoot winners. Very you shoot the losers, Robbo, and they become yep. dog meat because they're worth yeah. more as dog meat than they are. Oh no, but it's that so aside, I actually, <laughs> I agree that this is a shit deal for any network. I, I understand why no one wants it. I think also because of, as Robbo said, them deciding on the content and that is them wanting to move away from the fashion and all the other things that actually draw people into the Melbourne Cup. I think Correct. you can split the population in three, right? You have people who don't like horse racing so they're not going to watch it anyway you have people who like horse racing and will watch anything and then you have the people in the middle who don't really care but will tune into the melbourne cup because it's this big thing and it's the fashion and the marquees and all the exciting things if you take that away that audience doesn't care anymore and you're left with just this really niche group of people yeah yeah you're left with this really niche group of people who watch horse racing on a regular basis it's just stupid yeah it's bizarre it, it really is from a content point of view just stupid and my, my question is could we actually see the Melbourne Cup go off free-to-air TV if none of the networks like this deal? God, I hope so. Where does that leave us? <laughs> well, I, I actually think you'll find that the Melbourne Cup is on the anti-siphoning list. So I think yes, it, it has is. This to is appear. my question. It has to Look. appear on free-to-air television somewhere, but if all three commercial networks pass on it, does that mean that it pops up on the ABC? I don't know. Um, oh my well, my question is, Mulk, does this give Nine the bargaining power to say no other network is running this? You have to be on free to air TV. Like it's a really mm. a surreal thing because events do fall off the anti-siphoning yeah. list when the networks don't want them. And it's currently now, in you know in negotiation anyway with the new anti-siphoning list due out next year uh, yeah. because the government delayed it. Went oh, we're not really sure. We love all the people lobbying us and taking us to things. Yeah, everything's um, being delayed. Oh, it's a shambles. I, I honestly think it's a ludicrous a ludicrous deal for Nine to sign. They absolutely have all the power in the bargain bargaining situation with them. I think it also shows that, largely speaking, in a lot of the way that Abby just spoke about, the broader population's view of wanting to see 
a horse race, the Melbourne Cup or anything else, is on the wane. People are mm. not caring. Uh, Who's and... wane? <laughs> Sorry, Tom. Good joke. Thanks. Um, <laughs> remember, i got to put the light on, Robert. Well done. Um, um, it, but Mark, it's a no one wants to watch it. But if you look at the two um, racing events on 7 and, well, what was 10 with the Melbourne Cup, they're rating pretty well. I mean, when you add those figures air, Dal. Dal still on air. I, I mean, when they had the Melbourne Cup this year. They won't have it next year. The, we know Another good they're... one, Robbo. You got me there. He's on a roll. He's, He's killing it. Absolutely killing it tonight as Robbo. We know that in part, seven are picking up mistaken identity. People that think that the Melbourne Cup is on seven and they're watching a race and they're going, oh, when's the Melbourne Cup on? Um for 10, there's an amount of people watching it, but it is down every year. It's just a shrinking audience. Yeah, I agree. And in part, it could be argued, not by me, that because it's on 10 that it's a smaller audience anyway. I just think that the, the audience's appetite for live horse racing has fallen away, and it will not surprise me if in the next, even next year, but if in the next three to five, it's just not on free-to-air television. Be fascinating to watch. Amazon Prime Video is the latest streamer to put their nose in the trough with news the company plans to launch ad-supported plans around June next year. Around 5 million Aussies currently use the service, which provides benefits to subscribers who buy products through Amazon. Essentially, when you sign up for Prime Video, you automatically become a Prime member on Amazon, and that entitles you to things like free shipping. Abby, why am I paying for ads? I know there's a premium service I can subscribe to, hmm. but surely the service should be free if they are making money from advertising. It's the exact same problem I have with Foxtel. Mm-hmm. I watch free-to-air TV, oh, yeah. and the price I pay for that is watching the advertisements, which they make their money from. Yeah. But these companies, Netflix, Disney+, Plus, Amazon Prime, Binge, they want to say, give us your money, Robbie, and here, now we're slapping you with some ads. And I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. I don't like it either. I actually, no, I 100% agree. I refuse to pay for anything and then receive ads. I would rather not have... I know I've been to dinner with you. I certainly know that's true. (laughs) No, I just... (laughs) No, I would would rather just not have the service than pay for ads. Robbo said earlier, I forgot what the exact figure was, but about Amazon's earnings from their advertising. $12 billion. Yeah, yeah, but that's not quarter. from Amazon Prime Video. No, 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 I know. But, but but Amazon, when you are a multi-billion dollar company, to then go, oh, you have to pay us for these ads that we're also getting money. Like it is, it's a bit grubby. I in general just I won't pay grubby. to watch ads. I'll pay to I'll no. pay to get rid of ads, like YouTube Premium. Happy to pay to not have ads, but I will not pay for something and then have ads on it. Yeah, but the difference with that YouTube pr- Premium and YouTube is that you can go to YouTube and use that service, and you put up with the ads. That's part yeah, that's of the what deal. I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, can I just remind everyone that you can pay and not have ads? All yes. this is, is. And if a- you want to make that decision, that's fine, Mulk. If you want to pay 16 to 20 bucks, fine. But my point here is. It's actually is not that-, that much, but okay. Okay, will whatever. Be soon. Hang on, ne- hang on. That's not true. Netflix is like twenty bucks. Prime or something. Video's offering for a full paid subscription with no ads is sixty nine dollars a year. Yeah, Prime Video is actually a bargain right now. It's six ninety nine a month. But that's what it's about. It's about Amazon. Yes, but 
you can be guaranteed they're not going to say, pay us two bucks and we'll put ads. No, what will happen is the entry fee will be six ninety nine, mm. and to get right. the ad free will be 10 12 11 yeah. uh, bucks. Always and going my point, north. Yeah, my point is that we are the suckers. The consumers are the suckers because we've allowed this to happen. No, the consumer has all the power. The consumer says, unsubscribe. Do not renew subscription. That's how they send the message to the, all of the places that decide that they want to do this. If it's that far up your nose that you don't want to do it, which I totally understand. I respect, hold your opinions and, and live by your values. Great. Unsubscribe. Walk away. Like, cool. Don't then moan that you're missing out on all of the things because, oh, they made me watch ads because you wanted to be a tight ass and go for the cheaper plan. Either buy for the plan that doesn't have the ads or go for the plan that has ads, acknowledging that the ads that they show you are far less than the number of ads that you get on free-to-air television. It's one to two, maybe three pre-roll per show. That's it. Okay, I, I, I just want to bring it back a catchphrase. We have a lot of catchphrases Not entirely on this true, program. by the way. Because there are shows where we've gone sorry, down... Robert. Sorry, Robbo. I'm going to let you finish, but Beyonce had a better video. Oh, wow. Um, wow. We don't joke about that incident, thank you. I love um, that reference. We have gone down to the ad-supported tier on Netflix because yep. we weren't using Netflix As that much, much and sure. I went, bring it down. Anyway, my daughter got on and went, there's ads on Netflix, what's wrong? First of all, oh, <laughs> daddy's a oh, tight ass. Okay. That, that's the answer. Oh, but, okay. but it's not just at the beginning. There are ads throughout the shows as well. Oh, so cool. that would kill me. Well, different platforms, different situations. I acknowledge. I, I'm not a person that subscribes to the ad thing, so I've, I haven't seen it to understand it. I'm sure that there are mid rolls and even probably end rolls. Fine, like that's that's more than mid rolls, mate. Like multiples. Sure. And, like and, I was watching free to air TV. And, and you also yeah. went down in quality. You no longer get your Netflix in HD because you're using the ad-supported tier, which is only SD and only one screen. Mm. Look, I, this show is, uh, you know, popular for its catchphrases. And one of the catchphrases that I like to pioneer this season was, Amazon can go fuck itself. And I said this many times <laughs> one episode, and I'll say it again. Amazon can go fuck itself Agreed. with everything that they, they stand for. And that's, that's how I'll leave you. All right, coming up, as Millionaire Hot Seat comes to an end, a prediction the show will be back sooner rather than later. It's our last show for the year, so we'll look back at 2023 and what a year it's been for the TV industry. And we'll find out what everyone's been watching in the TV Binge Box. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well... Well, gather round, dear people. Gather round because well. it's our last episode for the year. So I thought I'd ask everyone to take a trip down memory lane and give us their TV highlight of 2023. Oh, can't make me do just one. David Robbo Robinson, what's yours? Uh, 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 it would have to be what we do in the shadows. This was a show yeah. that I saw so a lot fun. of clips on. So fun. Uh, that I seen a lot of clips, and I thought I've got to check this out. And I checked it, and I just. Love it. It's it's this show that 
clearly the network FX has said to you know the showrunners and the producers and the and the stars, um, have fun with this genre. It was a movie, and they mm. just expanded that universe. I adore this show. Five so seasons good. in, um, it is fantastic, and the way that they take you know old folklore. So it's something that everyone can understand. So you you walk in, you know about werewolves, you know the basic rules, vampires, the basic rules, mm. ghosts, the basic rules, and they kind of turn that on their head in a really fun new way and you just go this could happen in real life and actually i want to be friends with them and actually i want to be a vampire and it, it is such a brilliant brilliant show you can check that out um at binge uh or on binge rather um uh which is also a a, a streamer that can't get it right when it comes to the countdown they say three seconds two seconds one seconds i mean how hard is it to write some code <laughs> to make it go one second zero seconds i mean it just it's me. Um, that, Wouldn't it be zero second um, though, Dave? No, zero seconds. Yeah, why is I don't it plural if it's zero the... when there's not uh, actually that... any seconds? Because it's an infinite number, uh, and we'll leave it there. Zero is uh, not no infinite. Questions, thanks, Mark, about numbers. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I failed maths. Um, but uh, yeah. the other thing, I'm Robert about... was throwing a bomb there and quickly trying to flee the scene <laughs> because he had no backup. <laughs> let me tell you, I was watching that with a lot of interest. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Um, I'll tell you one show I'm excited about. Is far away downs. Really? Uh, the Bats Lermit. Oh, I can't wait. I love Australia. It's actually, I've oh, heard I, good things. I've oh, never I, seen I, Australia. Oh, Australia. I love Australia. Mm. If you go but wasn't like, it Matthew Goodyear on Twitter added us, yeah. or he certainly added me, and said Far Away Downs is actually a really good show, even though Australia was terrible. So I think Australia was a great film. It's, it's a Baz Luhrmann pick. It's, it's, it's epic. It's meant to be Gone with the Wind meets Australia, or you know, you know the country. I mean. Uh, the country we live in, uh, if, if I don't know why I had to specify that. Um, but it, I think it's a, it's, it's a fantastic film. I love it because of what it is. You've just got to accept it. Um, people love to bash Baz. Yeah, people love do. to bash Baz in this country. It's it's a pastime. So whatever film or – uh, yeah, exactly. So he's then made a six-part no, series. I think we only bash Baz when he does crap oh, things and – no, but Casey people often, often I agree with Robert, yeah, Baz. they do. As soon they as something sounds like the Baz, people roll their eyes. And I just yeah. thought Australia was a really boring film, that's oh, all. I love this movie. So Far Away Downs obviously is taking all of the, the alternative endings, all of the massive amounts of footage they shot. He's made it yeah. a six-part series. I can't wait. It's on Disney+. Plus. Okay. Mulk, what is your TV or TV industry highlight from 2023? <laughs> If it comes yeah. to shows... Oh, shit. He, he just had a stroke then. He literally... <laughs> he started, his nose started to bleed and he had the shakes. Can you all see that? He has a list of like 152 yeah. Yeah. and he's saying he, understands he, he can't make me time. just do one. Yeah, yeah. yeah he can't do it. The I've got fella. nine Go ahead, shows though. in my top five. No, like, no, no. Oh my just God. one. <laughs> Your problem okay, is you I, don't know how to edit yourself. No, no, I do. I but maths. I, like, I've got but a long list of shows that I really enjoyed this year. Legitimately, in my top five, there's nine. In my top two, there would be three. Well, tell us something rather than a show. No, ben, because tell the us something that about, talk about the industry. A big move that happened. We'll come back to Mark. No, well, I'll, I'll throw this at you. Say if only we had the topics ahead of time and we could think yeah. about it. I know. <laughs> if, no, no. If only we had the parameters for the topics. Let's be fair here. Um, all right. To, to lean into it really briefly, the the. I think the one, and I'm, I'm going to say this guardedly because we actually haven't seen or heard or know anything more about it other than the official announcement of Foxtel's Hubble Glass. They're making a physical television mm. to release to market. 
Um, <gasps> no, what? Oh. That was a couple you, of episodes ago. I might have heard, question, helped Robbo. if you'd listened to the ep, um, Robbo. Um, was I on the ep? Oh, no. oh, wait, wait, wait. No, you was weren't. Was I on the ep? No, no, you weren't on okay, it. So to quote Jenna Maroney from 30 Rock, I'm not hearing my name. Sure. Uh, At the same time, you also don't listen back when you are on it, so we're just losing either way. Um, <laughs> the... I think it's a really interesting story they have to tell. I'm keen to see it. We have no detail other than it's a thing. It it could be a huge success. It could not be a huge success for Foxtel. We'll have to see what that looks like. But I think it's Will a you bold be move. It? Um, no, I don't need a television, so I won't mm. be buying uh, one. Uh, at wait, this sorry, excuse me. Sorry, I know that Daddy uh, Daddy Lachlan watches the show or listens to the show. Yes, hello, I'd Mr. Love Murdoch. A, a TV, um, and I will review it, and I'll love it. I will do whatever. Oh, it I'm takes way ahead of you, Robo. Way ahead of you. Damn it. You Could don't need to change TV, my views said. on prominence. I said I don't need to buy any TV. <laughs> well, the, we, we touched on the prominence issues for poor old, poor old Foxtel with the Hubble last week. Um, I'm going to throw this is this is not my only number one show from the year, but I'll give you this one because it's Aussie and I loved it to bits. Deadlock on the aforementioned and maligned oh. Prime Video um, from Kate McCartney, Kate McLennan, a yep. brilliant murder mystery that I've delicately balanced that. the whodunit Love element it. with the comedy yep. element, and they smashed it out of the freaking park. Uh, Madeline Samiai and um, uh, Kate Box in the core, in the central roles, just delicious. I cannot wait for season two when that lands, uh, and I'm really looking forward to Colin from Accounts season two, which I know is currently filming in Sydney. He threw another one in there, even though he said he was doing mine. (laughs) (laughs) What's your TV highlight of 23? Um, Mine by a mile was the FIFA Women's World Cup, just the entire thing from beginning to end. Um, Mm. Although in particular, there were two moments. The quarterfinal penalty shootout between the (gasps) Matildas and the French team. Like, truly... You guys were talking talking last week about, like, remembering where you were when Princess Diana Mm. died. I'm not even being funny. I think that is going to be something that I will always remember where I was when I was watching that. And then also the semifinals as well, which we unfortunately lost. But it was, like, the first time I'd actually gone out to a pub to watch sport. And, like... Wow! mm -hmm, It was so much fun. And, like, just the community vibe was amazing. And it was like that throughout the entire competition. Awesome. yeah, it was just so good. I like, well, yeah, I will never forget that entire tournament and I think what it did for women's sport in this country as well. Awesome. Um, I think it's been an amazing year in the TV industry. So many changing elements. We're seeing a year when, you know, things like Deal or No Deal's coming back, lots of heritage shows, which isn't a lot more. And we complained about it last year, Rob, the, the leaning into yeah. heritage brands. They've gone double down this year. Yeah, but you also look at the year that was, and it was very hard to launch new formats. You know, Million Dollar Island, um, even the Summit, which is coming back. (laughs) The balloon show. (laughs) Yes. Um, But I want to indulge for one moment and say we put out a lot of stories on TV Black Box, and one of the personal highlights for me was once again our reporting showed to be correct. We named shows that were coming. We broke stories. And, you know, a lot of people then poo-pooed them, saying millionaire hot seat's not going anywhere. You know, like, tipping point's not replacing it. That's one example out of many. Mm. And then when it does come true, of course there's no acknowledgement that we broke the story first, and that's just the way it is. But all I ask is the people that read TV Black Box, hopefully they have built up the knowledge that when we put something in writing, 
it becomes true. You know, like even Robert Irwin being the new host of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. No one believed that, hmm. and yet it turned out to be true. And also um, Carrie Bickmore hosting Deal or No Deal. <laughs> no, but if you look at that, I said that was <laughs> a rumour and speculation. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just taking no, no, a bit. But that's the difference, Ab. <laughs> when we aren't sure, we're very clear. Yes, yes, yes like, you are. I did not go to print saying Carrie Bickmore is hosting Deal or No Deal. No. Right? And when we get it wrong, we're willing to acknowledge and, yeah. and admit it. That's but, not but a also on that one, that was always very, very firmly under the that speculation. Wasn't a certainty. Yeah, 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 yeah. I said this is not trusted sources. I know. This is rumour. I'm not putting my reputation on this one. You, no, take the piss all you like. <laughs> it's fine. You know, like especially when I'm trying to talk. It's fine. The, the, everything <laughs> yeah, up. It's, it's, just, yeah. just do it. It's fine. No, no, seriously. No problems here. Wow. Well, you just take the piss. Fine. <laughs> I just need a moment. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I, I'm my my highlight is all the team that works at TV Black Box, the podcast, the website. We have so many amazing people yeah, like that contribute to the pod to the website. Sorry, what? I just said now I feel like an asshole. Well, a mirror a is a fits. terrible thing. Yeah. Sometimes when you look at yourself in the mirror, you don't always like what you see. <laughs> wow. That's true. Oh, God. For Rob, another catchphrase you know from the it. Jesus, Rob. Holy. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, a big thank you to everyone who has supported the podcast and the website, and uh, we we really do appreciate it. All right. This week marks the final new episode of Millionaire Hot Seat. While repeats will run over summer, the show will make way for Tipping Point in 2024. Hmm. He revealed that. <laughs> TV tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well played. It was good. As we first revealed, executives at night felt a change was needed in the 5 pm time slot in order to attract a bigger audience and lead into the 6 pm news. But get this host Eddie Maguire says he doesn't believe this is the end of the iconic game show and predicts it will eventually come back, right, possibly buddy. with him. No. Or with a new host. No, (laughs) Robbo, I've got to say, I agree with him. You know, like, Deal or No Deal is coming back to Channel 10. You know that within five years, someone's going to have a hole and they're going to say, Millionaire Hot Seat, let's put it on 7.30 Mondays or... Four o'clock yeah. in the and lead what a sad indictment yeah. on a creative you, industry you. that we're going to lean into that already, and we're predicting it's going to happen. <laughs> hang on, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Yeah, but you don't Rob, need you... to be wait, 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 the wait, wait, biggest wait. gambler to predict that, right? Hold on, no, hold no, on. You but that's the problem. Oh, Sorry, God. Robbo. You mentioned a hole. I think there'll be three holes. There'll be six feet deep, and the tombstones will each read. Seven, nine, and ten. Five years, please. We're Jesus. not going to see a new iteration of this bloody show. Robo, um, look, big fella. You know, you know, you know, champ. All the I best don't agree you, with son. you. I, I, I love that it is. You know, it's coming back. Look, sure, it may be a YouTube short. Uh, maybe that Amazon <laughs> place will, um, will get it in there. Maybe it'll be on TikTok. Um, but bless you, thinking it'll be on a commercial television network in Australia, whatever that might look like in five years. Well, it'll just um, be a streaming look, service. Oh, That's all. at best, at best. We've already got too many of those bastards. Now, let me say, um, Eddie, w- w- like... Uh, Millionaire.tv, uh, a website. Man. Oh, yeah, dot Estonia, dot Run com, by dot a UK. certain former, you know, variety show host on Channel 9. Exactly right. Um, I think, it's a, look, it's, it's massive. We can't take away from the fact that 25 years, a quarter of a century, that this show has been on our screen. Agree. Uh, went from, obviously, prime time to the very important slot. And I would also say... Uh, prime time um, 
you know, de facto, which is that 5.30 lead into the news, always very important, and has stayed there for... For, for for that many that many years, I think it's fantastic. It's a fantastic achievement. Yeah. Again, like I talked about um, a few uh, episodes ago, um, very sad. I think for the industry as well. Um, when, when we're saying goodbye to shows that are legacy shows, um, yes, they could come back in in other iterations. But we're saying goodbye to something that twenty five years, the Nine Network, Eddie, it, it's just a, a magnificent achievement, and 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 well done to everyone involved. And sure, I, I all jokes but aside, it's time is I up. hope we see it back. Of course it is, but I hope that we see more productions getting put back in. I just don't like it when we turn the heat off on productions. Well, Robbo, if you... No, if you think that, wait five years until Studio 10 becomes Studio 7, Studio 9 or Studio 2. Oh. Two. <laughs> uh, uh, ABC. Oh, yeah. you're too young. Yeah. Yeah. ABC oh God, used to be known as Channel Two back in the day. Ah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, oh. fuck yourself. Oh, <laughs> 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 did you know that? No, no she legitimately didn't. didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. I thought, what's this network team? I've never heard of it. <laughs> All right, it's time to open the binge Jesus. box and find out what everyone's been watching. Oh. Robbo, what have you been watching? Okay, so I didn't read the rundown, you know, first week in uh, TV and broadcast. Um, I thought that was what we just did, so I, did, I, I peaked. Um, uh, um... Robbo, always bringing us home with strength. <laughs> oh. I thought that's what we did before. Moving Sorry. on. Um, Abby, yeah. what have you been watching this past week? Um, so I watched The Boy Who Lived on Binge, which I've been meaning to watch for a while. It's a documentary about um, Daniel Radcliffe's stunt double in Harry Potter. And oh, they had yeah. The same, yeah, same stunt double the whole way through. So they basically grew up together. Um, and then in the second to last movie, there was a big accident on set and he became paralysed. Um, and so it's just about his life. It's co-produced by both him and Daniel Radcliffe, um, who are both still really good friends. And it's really, really good. Highly recommend. It's pretty amazing, isn't it, Abby, that, that at some at some point they determined that some other kid was less valuable than Daniel Radcliffe and so therefore could do his stunts. Well, I mean, that's like every movie, right, that has stunts? Yeah, but they'd normally get an adult to do it. Oh, really? Like, normally it's an adult yeah, shot right. differently or, you know, to make – so that. Mm. And a trained adult makes choices. Mm. But to get a, a child to be at this stunt double is mm. – Yeah, it, it's a really sad story but also a very inspiring story and he's amazing and it's really, oh, really yeah. good. That's great. Yeah. Um, the other thing, I went to see The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Mm. Um which was good. It's not as okay. good as the original Hunger Games, obviously, but, like, I'm also a massive fan of those both books and movies. Um, so it was really never going to live up to it. Um, but overall, it was good. I didn't love the main character, Rachel Zegler's character, which is unfortunate. And it's not because I don't like Rachel Zegler. I know everyone hates her. I actually really like her. <laughs> um, her character was just a little bit annoying. And that's not her fault. That's the character. Well, the writer's fault. Um but but it was good. I would if you enjoyed the original trilogy, or there were four yes. movies in the end. Yeah. Um, I would recommend going to see it. But just manage your expectations. It's not it's not anything on the original. Okay. Well, I watched Doctor Who on Disney Plus because that's where the new episodes are now, not on ABC. I've got to say, I loved it. I really enjoyed this outing. Uh, I thought it might have been a bit confusing for new viewers uh, because it wasn't a complete reset. They had the hangover of Donna having lost her memory and trying to deal with that narrative. Otherwise, other than that, I thought it was terrific. 
So question um, for you then, Rob. Mm -hmm. I have not watched it for a few years. I think the last I watched of it, I watched the first couple of episodes of Jodie Whittaker and then didn't. Yep. Would I still enjoy slash understand? Yeah, you would. Okay. And and to be honest, my family came in and watched it with me when I watched it the second time, uh, and they they really enjoyed it. Mm. So they haven't watched Doctor Who in years, thought it got too confusing and just sort of went off it. Mm. Really enjoyed this. It was okay. a good... Good outing, good, easy entertainment. Uh, the other one I've been watching is Squid Game The Challenge on Netflix. I think this is brilliant. Um, there's been a bit of hoo-ha on the internet about it being bad and, and not right and not, not in the good. spirit of Squid Game, not good. Completely disagree. I'm invested in the characters, the narratives, the challenges. Ooh. I'm really loving it. You're disagreeing, Abby? I, I no, I like the show. The production value is obviously amazing, and I, I enjoy it overall. I hate the casting of it. Like, not even in like I don't like these people, so it's fun to watch. In a way that like I have to take breaks from watching it because these people annoy me so much as a collective that I actually find it quite hard to watch. And I, I'm like, up so to are you hoping that they should have used live ammo, Abby? <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, I don't know if it's because a lot of them are American and I don't mean anything against them. It's just, like... Yeah, you do. Yeah, maybe I do. It's just this, like, over-the-top... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I do like it. I just... I find parts of it a bit infuriating. Well, the rest of the season drops uh, tomorrow as we record, mm. so I'll be devouring that. And, and I'm doing a mock. I'm throwing a third <gasps> one in there. If you want some real-life... Watch the Bruce Lerman yeah. defamation action on the federal court. Oh, you can just Jesus. go to YouTube, type in Federal Court of Australia each day. This has been Grab the Popcorn. Um, I'm not going to make any any comments on the content of it. Let's just say it, it's it's not going well for him. <laughs> um, but horror. it's been fascinating to watch. Mark, what have you been watching? Um, I've been watching things in real human life. I've went, been out and about. I went to see some live comedy and, and saw The Chasers War in 2023, That's um, which was really, really great. Uh, it's not television, so it doesn't count. I also saw Gareth Reynolds um, didn't ask live. About, hang on, didn't ask about your personal life. When we go to shows, that always counts as one. When Abby talks about a movie, when I've talked about a theatre production, that is one, my friend. you got one left. Honestly, Rob, the, the, the big thing that has sat on my TV screen this week has been season five of Fargo starring ah. among others, Juno Temple, John Hamm. Um, it's just been gobsmackingly good for uh, a f an anthology series. That's now in its fifth season that has been like season four struggled in part because of COVID both in the production and in the filming and in the scripting. It just was okay, but not great uh, off the back of three pretty amazing seasons. Season five is back with a vengeance and it's on SBS on demand if you want to catch up I've been fortunate enough to see the first five episodes already oh, and the rest just cannot come quick enough it's like a warm hug of a weird whodunit murder <laughs> mystery weird fun Minnesota nice all, all of the gloriousness you know still in that same kind of um, Fargo universe it's amazing and it's airing on Wednesday nights on SBS uh, or as I said, you can catch up with it on SBS On Demand. And don't forget, The Artful Dodger lands on Disney Plus in full tomorrow, and it's bloody great too. He snuck, he snuck one in. I Give know. us your up and down, Mulks. Uh, up, Mulks. There's a million. Um, a huge up, Mulk, for um, 
the cheap seats, which has had a bloody great season all year and fabulous, Agree fabulous, fabulous. Love Mel, love Tim. Huge work from them. Um, John Oliver returned to our screens. Up Mulk for last week tonight. It's like he never went away, but I understand mm. why he did. Um, and I'll give one extra up Mulk to 10 who need a bit of love because Dessert Masters, I thought, has been some really great MasterChef television. I've been loving that. Really It's great. a great show. So great good. show. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, that brings us to the end of TV Black Box for another year. Wow. For another year, we have come to the end. Thank you for listening. Thank you for telling us when you think you've got we've got it wrong. And <laughs> I'd like to hear a bit more when you know I've got it right. Everyone just takes it for Only granted. Only Rob, though. <laughs> Only let us know when Rob's got it right and no one else. <laughs> That's right. Uh, thank you for another big year. Uh, we'll we see you in yet. 2024. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Abby. Thank you, Rob. I will see you next year on TV Black Box. It's where people in the industry get their news. Bye. Yes. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.